Which word of the day? Today's word is charge, verb. Charging is the act of filling up an object with a certain type of energy. Charging is also sometimes called empowering, programming, or enchanting. You can charge a space or an object with your intention, whatever that may be. What you charge an object with will depend on what you plan to do with it. Think of charging as giving an object a purpose. The object has its own energy, but you can change or add to this energy. Charging is how you introduce beneficial energy with the intention to align with what you want. When you are surrounded only by energy you intentionally allow, your power is magnified. You haven't even read that? Wait, what are you doing with the book? So he has the confidence to finish the story. Hear now the words of the witches. This is Kevin and welcome to Words of the Witches, the Charmed podcast that will guide you through the lesser known published material in the Charmed universe and decide how it fits into the grand narrative of the TV series. Welcome, spell worders. Here we go again. Uh, I have a few announcements this week. Um, so I've been thinking about how you all could support the podcast. Uh, now, I've been having mixed feelings about this because at its core, I want to make content available all in one place, and I want to make it available for all fans of the show for free. Um, that being said, it is a lot of work, and support from the spell worders can provide me with the funds needed to better the show or set up merch or giveaways um, and, and you know give you some more of those fun things. Um, just some neat things to look forward to. So still, I'm not interested in sponsorships because there's nothing more annoying to me than an ad in the middle of a podcast that I'm really enjoying. Um, and I don't want to do a Patreon because it's just another page and another login for me to manage. And I, don't, I want everything in one spot and ready to go. Um, so here are the options that I've been considering. Uh, right now, I have a listener support option here on Anchor, which is active right now, where if you are so inclined, you can donate a monthly amount of $0.99, cents, $4.99, or $9.99. Every contributor will be given shout-outs and listed in episode descriptions. Um, if I get anyone, I will start to think of other perks, but right now it's just an idea. <laughs> um, the other option I have is to create a monthly subscription price strictly for the bonus episodes that I'm planning. Um, and this would not be a separate Patreon um, it should be available to be listened to wherever you listen to your podcasts, same spot and everything. Uh, they'll just, I'm not sure exactly what it will look like, but I just know that the option is there and you'll just have to like choose the, to buy it or something. Kind of like a song, you 99 cents to buy the song. I think it's going to be like that in the, the list of podcast episodes. If I go this route, I would be producing a bonus episode once a month for sure. Uh, and there will be a small charge, either 99 cents or $1.99 uh, per month. Every renewal of that will ensure that you have access to the bonus episode that month. But say you miss like a bunch of bonus episodes and uh, you just subscribe for this one month, you should still have access to all those past bonus episodes as well. So yeah, something to think about. Um, so on Instagram this coming week, I'll be taking a poll on this. Um, if you prefer that I just do the listener support or if we do the bonus option, bonus episode option, uh, I'll just take your vote. Uh, feel free to DM me your thoughts and feelings or you can email me at wordsofwitchespod at gmail.com um, and yeah, we'll see what kind of things I can cook up. The other thing I want to mention before we start the book this episode is for this episode in particular, I want to emphasize that representation matters. It's important to me that people know that I believe representation to be very crucial. Um, because people should have opportunities to see themselves, people that they can relate to in all of media and be inspired and be seen. And audiences have the right to support media or not support media however they please. Um, whether you're looking for something poignant and true or if you are capable of embracing something that has potential to be problematic, it should be all right either way. Um, 
it's just it's it's a tricky slope so uh, we talk about that a little bit here all right on with the show episode 17 book 17 something wiccan this way it comes not something wicca this way it comes it's very easy to get confused <laughs> very <laughs> um i guess this week is thomas visser and you are from the netherlands correct yes i am very you pronounced cool. it very very good my last name oh well good well thank you <laughs> yeah it's funny though because the title for like they translated everything like i've told you before the translation in dutch sucks <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's it's horrible so the title if i translate it to english again it's the hunt on witches so it's oh um before we get started with the book though, i want to talk a little bit just about you and your charmed journey uh we talked i, I, we, I was just on your podcast yes. we, just, we just recorded for your podcast yes and uh so i, I probably know this already but how did you discover charmed <laughs> how did <laughs> i discover Charmed? Yes. well uh, I discovered it through my mom. Did she? Yeah, she watched it when I was little, and my aunt watched it as well. And they were off uh, a lot of times together. So every time they watched it, I was too young, and they sent me upstairs. So I wasn't allowed to watch it. But then when I got older, I started to watch it. And I've told you this before, but my first episode was San Francisco. Uh, with all the sins and Phoebe being, uh, well, you know, and uh, that was the first episode I watched. And I think it was, yeah, I liked it right away. Yes. And then it's just the escape. You know, we talked about it for my podcast, but basically I think we share the same thought about series is that it's just the escape you have from just, you know, being an hour, an hour out of your daily routine and your shit <laughs> and just forget it and watch a show which is basically all crap because it's just so so unreal you know like nothing will ever happen that will never happen to you in person so you know that kind yeah. of stuff something fun to get lost in yeah for sure they have some hot guys in there so <laughs> yeah Meh. you know <laughs> it's fun <laughs> good, good old-fashioned yes fun. good old-fashioned hot man i love it <laughs> you told me how you used to visit my website charmed obsessed back in the day which was super yes. exciting to me yes to learn. <laughs> yes which is also very fun actually to you know uh if you look back i mean charmed has touched many people's lives um and I think that everyone who worked on the show doesn't know how much impact it has on the people who watched it then and probably still watch it now. Um, just like people like you who did, had uh, fan sites and stuff yeah. like that. And that you now that we both realized we basically knew each other back then, but we <laughs> didn't know who we were. So and then the internet happened and I'm just like, I want to have a charmed community. And <laughs> so the website and you know, the website gave me something to look forward to and really process all my charmed obsession and meet the fans. And that was yeah. exciting for me. I, I sometimes miss it. I mean, like I told you, I was on a charmed net, which, which was a charmed huge fa uh, fan site back in the day uh, where I learned all my English because I was on the message boards and everyone was speaking English and writing and 
you know, it, it's not the same anymore. You don't have those fan sites don't exist. Well, they They're don't not... exist anymore. I mean, you have it on Facebook, and that's <laughs> yeah, you know, that's the fan site you have, which <laughs> isn't the same as what we had. Yeah, it's so strange to me because I remember a few years ago, I was like, I want to find some charmed fan sites. Where okay, it's Wikipedia and <laughs> and yeah, um... Wikipedia and most of it is crap because yeah. everyone can edit a Wikipedia page. Like you don't have to be the author of the right. page or someone or whatever. Like, so yeah. I, I miss those official sites. And, but I guess this, these podcasts, cause you have, you started your own podcast too. Yeah. The yeah. charmed podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> of um, course. Yes. Um, yeah. But I guess this is kind of our way of keeping up with the times and making a new, a new thing to bond over charmed with. It's never yeah. died. <laughs> that but also uh, i mean uh, that's what i've seen to when i when i visit conventions is that <laughs> the age of the people who are going to the conventions to meet them <laughs> are like the age i had when i started watching or maybe even younger yeah. so it's like for me like giving them some info on on what we already know i mean we as in old people, old people. <laughs> like, here's, old what we people. Li- here's what we lived through here's our here's our knowledge we're passing it down right you know? <laughs> right yeah exactly so I, I find it fun to do like even I mean we both learn stuff like I've learned from my podcast what people tell me and I was like mm-hmm. oh really is 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 that what happened is that you know mm-hmm. I, I think it's funny yeah but after all these years we still learn <laughs> yes yes <laughs> yeah let's start to book so that we don't get too distracted <laughs> so something wiccan this way comes um yes. and it's got uh another season four uh solo picture of each of them but put together on copy, copy and paste it onto the cover <laughs> <laughs> and uh has uh this nice like desert rocky mountain kind of scene behind them and then behind that, even further back, there's like uh, a sea of orangey candles <laughs> with um, little pentagrams uh, scattered along along the way. Uh, I just has, noticed it, though. But oh, well. Yeah. yeah. The, the thing with this podcast, <laughs> when I go over these books, I look at the cover in detail. So you uh, are noticing things that you may have not seen the first time around. Uh, and then it has the tagline. This is the longest tagline I think of any book so far. <laughs> <laughs> The search for the source of their power may be the cause of their destruction. I don't even have those words on the cover. Oh, <laughs> weird. Where, no where's my camera? There's like, yeah. I, I don't have a tagline. It's, it's not there. I, I just have the girls and then. Oh, strange. Yeah, see, the Dutch fucked it up. Anyway. They, yeah. They're not giving you the taglines you deserve. All of my books have a tagline nope. on them. No, none of my books. Have none of your books have them. Huh. We've had taglines in every book since book one, so I don't know. Uh, Which basically means I need to have all the English ones. I guess okay. so. On um, episode five, I had a, a guest, Neil Andrews, yeah, who um, was mentioning that on his book 10, Beware What You Wish, uh, the, his binding, like the the middle of whatever. What's that called? There's a word for that. What's it? <laughs> it's the... Uh, the, the... the middle... <laughs> so... The, whatever the word is, I'm having a brain fart. But the, 
It's like yeah. when you have your book in 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 a, in, in like a, a bookshelf, you can see the the, the side, side, the side of the book with a title on it. That's what we mean, yes. people. That's it. Yes, the side of the book, whatever that's called. Yes. All the readers are yelling at me, like it's this, and I'm like, I know, <laughs> yes. I know, I'm so horrible right now, but yeah, but yeah, he said that the tenth book of that had two Piper's pictures, two Piper pictures, and didn't have a proof picture. It's weird, and he showed it to me. I'm like, that's a that's a weird mistake. Different countries have different books, have different publishings, yes. different yes. titles. So yes, there are all different kinds of variations of these books out there. So it's kind of good to note. Anyway, the back of the book <laughs> uh, has more desert scene, and it says, "Sister Wicca's gather round. By our power, we are bound, hand in hand and heart to heart." Force all evil to depart. Paige Matthews is new to the whole power of three thing and looking to explore her powers. So when she reads of a Wiccan convention taking place just outside of Las Vegas, she thinks it's a great opportunity for her and for her sisters to learn more about their witchy ways. Though the girls are all over saving innocence, they aren't that heavy into Wicca practices. And Paige thinks the retreat could be enlightening. Piper and Phoebe, however, however aren't so sure. They're certain that while they spend their days battling honest-to-badness black magic, their so-called supernatural sisters will be nothing more than a bunch of blessed wannabes. Blessed, oh, I get it. Blessed be, blessed wannabe. Now I get it. <laughs> uh-huh. Soon, though, they hear of a rash of murders committed against practicing Wiccans and making an appearance at the convention becomes top priority. But as they head for the desert campgrounds, are the charmed ones headed straight for disaster? Oh, exciting. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. And the author is Emma Harrison. She also wrote Garden of Evil before this, which I liked Garden of Evil uh, pretty decently. This And this was published March 1st, 2003 and reprinted May 6th, 2003. This is where I would say where the novel takes place. Um, this novel says it's very difficult to place because of inconsistencies. It cannot, things that don't make sense with where the, they would put it in the show. Um, so we'll get to that when we get to the end of the book and see you know what is wrong. But uh, for the purpose of this, I just say it's mid-season four this book takes place. Would you like to start chapter one? So chapter one, Paige drives home from work singing Viva Las Vegas. Elvis action. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I like that. Uh, especially since, you know, she she did the, that, that Elvis uh, show kind of thing. I don't know yeah, if that she, was yeah, she after did. Charmed or during Charmed. I don't know, but <laughs> it, I find it funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, like you said, she she wants to go to a coffin gathering with her sisters and learn more about the craft, but they are reticent and decline. I and am then, reticent. Oh, yes, I am reticent. <laughs> <laughs> reticent. So it's reticent. Okay. Yes. Now I know. Yes. Uh, and then Paige thinks, because Piper and Phoebe are like really you know, open to the idea for traveling to Las Vegas and meet those wannabe witches. (laughs) And so she finds them judgmental. And I remember when I read that, I was like, yeah, why would you say no to Las Vegas? I, I, not that I have ever been there, but I would want to go there. But oh, I, I was recently there. I was there last month. Of course. And that was my first time going there. So it, I did appreciate reading reading this book. I'm like, I get the references. I get the desert. I get the, you know, the lights. So it was, it was kind of fun to get, have that connection. I was like, I, I don't get the desert kind of thing on the, on the cover. But then again, I've never been to Las Vegas. So I have no idea if there would be a desert in Las Vegas. Yes. It's, it's in New Mexico. So it's very, it is a very desert kind of 
vibe, but be, because most of the things you see in Vegas are just like this big city flight strip, which is there. But if you if you went down that street far enough, then you reach desert. It's it's right in the heart <laughs> of desert country. Paige has is upset that her dreams of a fun Wicca vacation in Vegas are dashed. So she sucks into her room. Uh, Piper and Phoebe feel a little bad uh, on how they treated Paige. Well, her idea for a vacation. And then Leo orbs in with a flower. Yes. Like uh, they talk, uh, Piper and Phoebe talked about this flower, like this from probably from Las Vegas. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, the Bahamas, because Bahamas. Piper wanted to go to the Bahamas. Yeah. Bahamas. So like this, know. I'd rather go to somewhere like tropical than go to some, you know, coven gathering with uh, wannabe witches. So yeah, and then Daryl walks through the front door, which, by the way, they rude. spelled Daryl wrong. They spelled Daryl completely wrong, and then Daryl right. is super rude when he does this. Like also, he would not just yeah. burst through the front door like this. The only time he ever burst through the front door was when he's like with some other detective, like Sheridan or Cortez, who's like <laughs> comes like yeah. I gotta get these witches, but. Daryl walked upstairs to find Paige, and he never did that. He oh. never went upstairs. The only time he went upstairs was not even him. That was in season six when he had a present for Wyatt. I think it. And was, that was even that was yeah that was in um, Prince Charm. Prince Charm, yeah. Season six, episode episode twelve, yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> and the other times he went upstairs was because of demons. Or Inspector Cortez. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yeah. So when I read that, I was like, nope. He did. He, re- he returned with Paige. That's bad. That's weird. All right. Uh, Phoebe uh, sees Daryl walking in through the front door, but she expected Cole. Is he powerless? Yes, he's powerless. Yes. Yeah, he's, it's he's, weird. Yeah. It's a weird timing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very weird timing. So Daryl is anxious and he tells them that someone has been murdering practicing Wiccans all over the country, which made them uh, in shock. And then he shows them an email warning Wiccans to be on an alert and often they are napped. Nabbed. Like kidnapped. Yeah. Kidnapped in their sleep. So Daryl is, as usual, concerned for the girls, like something is going to happen to them, but also figures they might be able to figure out what's going on. The sisters all agree to help, and then Leo orbs to the elders. Yes. And this is a strange thing because Phoebe is talking about working at the Bay Mirror, yet she's still engaged to Cole. They aren't married yet. And <laughs> those don't mix. They don't mix because she doesn't start working for the Bay Mirror until after they're married. After the fifth Halliwell, she gets that caring chick's job. Yep. Yeah. So that didn't work. And I guess Cole is human. He's not the source. So it's a very strange place in here. That Since the girls didn't know in the show that he was, in fact, the source, he they always thought he was human. So I don't find that a mistake. Sure. So maybe it's based, maybe the book is kind of based on what the girls know, what their knowledge is at the maybe. Time. Yeah. Because but there the was Bay Mara thing is to mess up. So chapter two. Oh, this is when all the girls kind of go visit these other witch covens that have someone missing. Uh, and they say that they're with the police. So it has each of them kind of go to a separate coven and get a feel for what might be happening. So it starts with okay. Piper um, and she's visiting a witch named Missy at her apartment. And she says she's with the police and she's welcomed in. And Piper goes in there and she's like, oh, this girl's like some kind of hippie, touchy-feely witch. I feel kind of uneasy. I don't really relate to these people. (laughs) Um, 
And then Missy's roommate, Clarissa, is uh, which that had recently disappeared. She was taken. And so, and then Missy tells Piper that Clarissa was a high priestess and had recently developed premonitions like Phoebe. So she has this power that she can see things when she touches them. Um, and only the coven knew about it. So, so she was like the most powerful witch in their coven. It cuts to Paige and she visits another coven. And it's like this grand kind of mansion. It's a big communal li- living facility where their coven just kind of sleeps together and they kind of live together. Um, and she visits with this guy named Elijah. And he tells her, tells Paige that Samson, uh, a member of their coven, went missing. And Samson had the power to see and cleanse auras. Oh, and then Paige orbs home as she le- had lent Phoebe her car. So if Paige kind of walks out. She's like, oh, thanks for telling me. I'm going to go. And then she finds this discreet place and orbs back home. <laughs> Which is also a mistake. Right. I mean, Paige, if it's- Paige didn't learn after Cole and Phoebe got married to orb. I mean, she could orb, but she couldn't like, you know, she, she, she couldn't orb to a different room or a different place by herself yet. Right after Trapped and Dangerous, right? in the three paces of Phoebe is when she was kind of starting to learn. That's when she's like... That to learn, so she wasn't able... She, she, wasn't, to, she wasn't adept. To, no, right? no. Yeah. She, 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 I could maybe buy that she can move orb to another room in the house, but to orb from like a very far location... Right, the house That's, would be a little, yeah, yeah, not quite right there. Yeah. So the sisters regroup with Daryl. So Phoebe already went off to see her person. They don't, we don't have a chapter of her going to see her person. They reconvene it, and then Phoebe's like, "Oh yeah, hey, I met with this this group, and they told me that Keisha, the one that was taken, was the most powerful witch in her coven too, with the power to see through things." So. That's weird. <laughs> she's, she's Superman. She's got X-ray vision. She she can see through things. What would she see through then? Like, like what? Okay, never mind. Let's continue. <laughs> you can see through walls or people's clothes or oh, what, whatever you knows? feel like. Whatever. <laughs> yes. I call. So uh, the girls think that someone is compiling a lot of power because they're taking the most powerful witches that they can find and they're like having a collective of them. And they worry about the possibility of a warlock trying to absorb the magic. Like, this sounds like a warlock trying to steal people's powers. So yeah. let's, let's uh, investigate <laughs> some more. And Daryl is worried about them. She's like, okay, if this they're stealing the most powerful witches, why aren't they coming for you? You guys, you guys are in real danger. You need to start locking your doors and putting some security systems up and like closing your windows um, because someone's going to come for you guys now. And the girls are like, Oh, Daryl, we'll, we'll be fine. <laughs> oh, we'll no, <laughs> we've never done that before. Yeah. So why would we start now? Yeah, it's like, we'll be fine. We'll keep our eyes peeled. You know, no, no worries. Okay, so now we got to chapter three. <laughs> three. Paige looked at her crumbled coven gathering at and proposed the idea to her sisters again after they said no, of course. Mm-hmm. And this time they had to agree because they knew it was a surefire way to catch whoever is doing the kidnappings. Uh, Daryl was still worried about them, which Daryl always is, but oh, oh well. Piper begrudgingly began to pack for Vegas. <laughs> begrudgingly, is that like I'm a little pissed, yet I'm happy to go on a holiday? Is that like what begrudgingly is? Or <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> See, I'm giving you... <clears throat> This is words of the witches teaching you words. I love yes. this. Thank you. Um, <laughs> um, begrudgingly means caving in and doing something that you really don't want to do. 
and so you're not happy about it, but you're doing it anyway. Oh, yeah, that sounds like Piper. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so Leo orbed in and the elders have no info, which is also... And then he helps Piper pack. Phoebe and Cole appear and suggest they bring protection crystals. Piper insists these people are naked hippie types, Wiccans, not witches. She is very annoyed. Of course she is annoyed because she's been naked before with hippie types, Wiccans. So... So mm-hmm. was Phoebe, by the way. So they. Eh. Oh, well. I ha- I had that in my canonical notes. Yeah, witch trial. There we go. All right. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So she's probably having some trauma about that. She's like, I was naked with a crazy witch coven before. She's like, I'm not dealing with these people again. <laughs> so chapter four. The sisters drive down the strip to Vegas and Paige is completely mesmerized. She's like, this is beautiful. I love the lights. This is so cool. And it was there. She was describing a lot of the Vegas strip, which I was really happy because I got to just recently see that stuff. And first time to Vegas, I was walking the strip by myself and I was just walking along, spent the whole day just walking along, just taking in the sights. I didn't gamble because I don't gamble, but I was just like, this is pure spectacle. Are people like going to Vegas to gamble? Is that like a a common thing for oh yeah other it's... americans or <laughs> tourists to go to las vegas to gamble exactly that's that's the main thing people go to vegas for because people love gambling and it's like every there's like casinos galore that's what they do it's just a million casinos everywhere and um i mean yeah there's there are some shows and there is definitely like it's everything is very elevated everything's in everybody's in crazy like feather stuff it's very sexual too it's a very like they call it Sin City for a reason because it's it's all about sex and money and drugs and whatever. And, you know, it's... <laughs> Sounds like my kind of city. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's whatever you want to make it. You, you I would probably it. go see Celine Dion if she was... She's still there. She, I think so. I don't still remember. or again? Or again. Probably the again. Yeah. Probably again. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I do love me some Celine. Even though I think she's a little, she's I think she's getting a little crazy now, but I do love her, especially those '90s classics. Oh, <laughs> those are fantastic! And the girl needs to eat. Yes, I know. Ooh. One 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 big storm, and the girl's on the other <laughs> side of the world. Anyway, she's blown away. <laughs> <laughs> so Piper is more relaxed than before. She like, yeah, they rented like a convertible car. Um, so she's like, oh, I like this car. This is really nice. I like the breeze. And they wonder which four star hotel the Gathering Wiccans are staying at because they, yeah, they say we're staying at a four star uh resort yay um and she's pages driving she's following the directions to the wiccan gathering um and then they're outside of the main hubbub the main strip and all they see is like darkness and they're in the desert now um and phoebe and piper think something is wrong and that, that they should turn around and Paige is like, I know I'm following directions properly what's going on and then all of a sudden they come upon like this tacky looking sign for tumbleweed campground and it's welcoming the covens. It's like written like on paper and marker and like wood or whatever. I don't know. It's really bad. They have like things taped to it. <laughs> Sounds like fun. It sounds like a fun time. Let's go there. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so they, they turn into that that uh, driveway and then they meet the coordinator of the campground. Um, and she gives them the tour and guides them to their tent. Oh, Marsha, the coordinator. <laughs> um and then Marsha asks them if they want anything special set at the re- rededication ceremony. So there's going to be a rededication ceremony. And they're like, what? What's that? I don't know what that is. And she's like, oh, I thought you guys were like longtime members and Wicca practitioners. Okay, well, the rededication ceremony is um, every year we rededicate 
ourselves to the craft and we honor the goddess and the horned god. And Piper becomes exceptionally rude and she starts, starts laughing at this. <laughs> I can totally see that happening. Yeah. Chapter five, all the covens emerge to go to a bonfire opening meeting. Craig, a high priest of some <laughs> bro coven hit on Phoebe, halfly. Phoebe shows him she's engaged and he's still being a creep. Of course. Yeah. So this is like a, a coven of like all these dudes and they're all very like very bro. It's so weird yeah. for like a group of witches to be like that, but sure. Uh, Christian, go high priest of the coven, ran to Phoebe and apologized for Craig. He wanted her to know they aren't all like that. Phoebe warns Christian that the kidnappers are going after the most powerful of each coven. So she tells him to be careful. Paige, she was somewhere else and she sat mm -hmm. next to Jasmine, a member of a god girl coven and took okay. note of their light. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay, what's the word? Okay, so yeah, Paige sat next to Jasmine, a member of the Goth Girl Coven, very tropey stuff, and uh, took note of their elitist attitude. So, elitist. Elitist. <laughs> pretty much thinking you're better than everybody. An, old, an older hippie coven member came up to Piper and told her she had the most beautiful aura. Piper thought she was crazy and ran off. Piper meets the sisters Tessa and Taryn and she noticed their sadness. They tell her their younger sister Tina was one of the victims and has been missing for three weeks. Then Piper sympathized with them and decides she would stop teasing Paige about wanting to be here. So they all had a little encounter with a member of a different kind of a trope of witches. They have, except for the, they've got like this bro trope. We got the goth girl witches and then we got the hippie witches. They're very stereotypical. Uh, representations uh, yes. of, of witches but um sure we'll go with it <laughs> of course the next morning this is chapter six the next morning piper meets ryan treetop <laughs> at <laughs> the dining hall during breakfast and ryan is the man that owns this campground and, and he owns he's in charge of making sure everything is running properly uh phoebe and Paige meet up with piper at their assigned table yeah so every, every cabin has an assigned table I've, Every coven has a place where they're uh, assigned to sit, just like in school. Uh, and then Tara and Tessa were there as well. They're assigned to the same table as Piper and Phoebe and Paige. A man just bursts through the doors and yells, Craig is missing! And all of a sudden, mayhem ensues because everyone's like freaking out about it. They're running around like ask, trying to ask questions. They want to go, uh, everyone go on a search. We're going to hunt him and see if we can find him and, and see what's going on and see what's wrong. Um, Paige orbs her and her sisters into Craig's tent uh, and they find shredded sheets and they find a black oily substance on his bed <laughs> uh, okay yeah. I mean yeah I mean it could be a couple of things I don't know <laughs> I don't know but <laughs> black oily before hoes you know <laughs> yeah yeah anyway <laughs> uh Piper calls Daryl and informs him of the new kidnapping um and then she calls for Leo and he orbs to her and she tells him to check the book of shadows. This is the new information we have. See if you can find anything that um, stands out in the book of shadows that relates to this. Um, and this, this is when Phoebe takes out five crystals, places them around the tent and the sisters cast a protection circle. Yeah. They do a little spell there with the crystals. But uh, since when do they need a spell to make it, the crystals work? It's They are already, you know, they already yes. put a spell on the crystals. That's why they use them. Right. It's already done. This is different from the typical 
crystal cage. Usually the crystals go together. They have five of them. It makes a crystal cage. It's to keep things in. Right. This, this is doing the opposite and trying to keep things out. Um, oh, well, yeah. Uh, and it's not the same. I mean, it's like it's reminiscent of that, but it's not the same. And because the, they do like they cast a spell with it, and then like purple light comes out, and like some weird I don't know. It's not the same. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. so now the sisters are like, okay, that's protected. Let's go out and have some fun. <laughs> so they set out to the casinos. They're gonna go have a good time gambling. Um, pages after a while, Paige is fed up because she gambles away all of her money. She's like, I am not winning. I'm losing everything. And then she goes to Phoebe and Phoebe's like, hey, I got $100 worth of quarters. I'm like so good at this. <laughs> 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 so Paige is kind of jealous. She's like, whatever, fine. And so she, she, then she stumbles upon the goth girl Jasmine and her posse, her little coven of witches. And she notices that, um, hey, cool. You look like you're winning. And Jasmine tells Paige that she has been using magic to win. Personal gain, people. Personal gain, yes. Um, was she using magic to cheat or was she using magic to get an advantage? In real life witchcraft and and real practices, the point is to, you know, all f- for personal gain. It's supposed to make things better, make your life better, make the world better. So the fact that the charm just per- no personal gain is always funny to me because it's like the exact opposite of what actual Wicca is. <laughs> yeah. But that's, that's being said, if you're cheating with magic, I feel like that's, crossing a line versus you know saying a spell to give you good uh, yeah. luck you know if you're doing something to help give you an advantage or have you ha- give you luck in the gambling then that's more acceptable i mean it's still personal gain so right no matter how you put it it's still personal gain right right but i mean like i'm saying in the real world it'd be more acceptable not in the, oh, in the real world yeah not in the charmed world in the okay yeah then yes you're right yes charmed world no you're not Right, right. Yeah, Trevor, you're like, no, uh, no, nah. you're gonna that's gonna backfire real bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, uh, Piper and Phoebe decide to call it a night because they're old and tired, just like me. I would be just like that. <laughs> I'm old and tired at the moment. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, I don't gamble at all, so I wouldn't even be going to a casino, but no, same, uh, but yeah. But Paige decides that she wants to stay out somewhere, she's gonna go to a club with Jasmine's crew. So, now we go on with chapter seven. And upon returning to the campground, Piper and Phoebe notice police on the scene. The police instruct them to go directly to their tent and do not divulge any info. Piper and Phoebe walk into the office and Marsha tells them that the police confiscated and a surveillance... Surveillance... Police confiscated a surveillance... Surveillance Surveillance state. state. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Keep in mind, it's uh, 1.30 a.m. Sure, sure. <laughs> Piper and Phoebe walk into the office and Marsha tells them that the police confiscated a surveillance tape. Police try to shoot them out, but Piper <laughs> freezes the room. They play the surveillance tape at 2.59 a.m. They see three large figures with jackal hats and black robes walking across the screen. So yeah, so yeah, they, they freeze the room and they go and watch the tape on the TV uh, and they, they watch it and they kind of fast forward and then they see these creatures come out and they all have like these jackal heads and they're like, oh, they're really big. They're really tall. They're like superhuman size and they're like creepy looking. So before Piper could unfreeze the room, Taryn, Tessa and Christian walk in and witness Piper's power in action. Yeah, so they see her unfreeze it. So she's about she's about to unfreeze it and they walk in as, and see her like, like they see the people oh, frozen yeah. and then see them move like, huh? Yeah. 
say what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Piper pushes all of the witnesses out of the door and she and Phoebe follow. They all have questions about what they just saw. Piper and Phoebe realize that they have to fess up, like they have to tell what they are or who <laughs> they are. Paige is in the bathroom at the club realizing she can't party like she used to. <laughs> I feel you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. Yes. Purple hair girl Chloe tells Paige she marked a guy by wiping a potion on his neck to make him act drunk. <laughs> strange. Very strange. I think that's what's happened to me before. <laughs> yes. Someone marked you. Yeah. She says she wiped her. She's like, he was rude to me. So I'm going to wipe this on him. And then it's going to look like he has like beer goggles on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Jasmine comes back with hair. Oh, wait, what? And. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. I was like, that is right. Okay, I was like, what is that? No, she, has, no, she comes back with some some strands of hair. Oh, now I, I, I read the rest of the line. Yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> Jasmine comes back with hair and the group does a voodoo puppet spell to make a girl trip who was rude to them on the dance floor. Paige is absolutely aggravated by this group harming the innocent and leaves. Outside, Paige was witnessing a mugging at knife point. Paige orbs the knife, allowing the woman to escape. Paige threw the knife in a dumpster and she was confronted by jasmine who just witnessed her power and that was chapter seven <laughs> chapter seven so yeah she sees them doing because they are doing like voodoo stuff and they're they're kind of casting like harmful spells on people which you know isn't so nice nope. <laughs> um so i guess that's good Paige is like no i don't like this and so um, yeah, but then she's like, oh, I saw you orb something. What did you just do? What kind of crazy thing is that? Chapter eight, Piper, Phoebe, and Paige head to the dining hall the next morning. And they're kind of dreading it. They're like, oh, God, we have to face all these people who saw us do things. And I don't feel like talking about it. And I don't feel like, <laughs> you know. So um, they get there. And all the people who witnessed their powers the night before were waiting at the table to ask them more questions. They sit down and they just they just say, you know, we're Wiccans too. And we just honed our powers a little more. <laughs> it's just really advanced. <laughs> yeah, everyone seemed impressed. Like, oh, that's pretty cool magic. Really, good on you. But they still had more questions. Uh, but uh, before they could get to answering any of those crazy questions, they were interrupted by the announcement that Craig had been found dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the suspense was killing me. <laughs> yes. Everyone's group is like waiting outside where they found the bodies. They're like, is going on the sisters managed to inspect because they sneak around they find ways and they managed to inspect craig's body uh and they note that it's like he's been drained of all of his blood They're like okay he has no blood in him um but it wasn't a vampire because they see like there was like holes in his like knees so phoebe's hand touched craig and she had a premonition of the jackal people draining his blood with long needles and heading to a ritual chamber by with an elevator leo orbs in with cole who had just been investigating the book. Piper gives approval for Paige to orb the Book of Shadows to them <laughs> so, so that they can read what Cole found. She's like, we don't, I know we don't normally do this. We don't normally take it out of the banner, but uh, you can do it this one time since I'm lazy and I don't feel like going back there. <laughs> you know? So you just call for the Book of Shadows. Cole can't just tell you what he found. You have to read it for yourself because I don't feel like telling you what I found. <laughs> and she sees the entry about the Anubi. And I'm going to read that. It says, the first records of the Anubi originated in ancient Egypt in the Nile Delta. They were demigods, followers of the god Anubis, who decided the fate of the soul upon death. After betraying Anubis, the Anubi were cast off to live a mortal life and to die a mortal death. So Anubis made them mortal for being 
evil people and annoying him. Uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> decades after their banishment, as the Anubai began to grow weak, they went to a witch to demand a spell that would return them to demigods before their imminent demise. Uh, when the witch couldn't help them, they killed her and drank her blood. It is in this way this, they discovered that they gained strength from the blood of witches, that they could, in fact, live forever off of their blood. And so they drain the blood and keep it in canisters to be stored and used later. And they need to drink only a little bit at a time, but apparently they plan for the future. They're planning for the future demon. So they like harvest it and just save it for later. <laughs> um, they can be vanquished with a simple power of three spell. I'm glad this kind of brought this up because the last book took place in ancient Egypt. Um, and I mentioned some of the times, the eight times there was Egyptian influences in the show, but I did not mention Anubis. Uh, and Zanku's connection to Anubis with the avatars and uh, yeah, you know, so I'll get to that in a little bit more detail at, at the end, but yeah, there's that connection too that I didn't mention last time. So it's, it's interesting. Phoebe realizes with their Egyptian connection, they are likely staying at the Luxor hotels in Vegas. There's this hotel called the Luxor and it's this giant pyramid and there's like a Sphinx outside and it's very Egyptian. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's where she's like, Oh, that's probably where they're staying then. Cause it's like home. <laughs> <laughs> And so, and then you cut to like a, the demon's lair and a servant came to the great one with news that the charmed ones exist and that they are here. If they can feed on them, their ascension to power will be definite. Chapter nine. So everyone got in the car to head to the luxury. Uh, Christian and Jasmine walked up to the car and asked a ton of questions and wanted to come with them. Viper froze them just long enough to drive off and make an escape. Of course. That's what she would do. Um, At the hotel, Tessa and Taryn are there and want to join them and go after the people who most likely killed their sister. Piper agrees to let them come since she felt bad for their loss. Probably because she knows how that feels after losing proof. But uh, Phoebe prepares them by telling them that demons are real and they accept rather quickly. Uh, They all get in the elevator and Phoebe has the vanquishing spell she wrote in hand. With a bit of fear, they infiltrated the ritual room and came upon the Anubai. Phoebe levitated and kicked one in the snout. It was unfazed. The Anubai attacked and tossed Phoebe and then called like ragdolls. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing, but I find it funny. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're flying. Yeah, They're like flying over everywhere. <laughs> Leo moved Tessa and Taryn in a corner and guarded them. One Anubai threw a giant orange energy ball at Paige and she orbed away. Thank God. <laughs> Excited, they all moved in on her with needles and a canister. He was like, ooh, a witch. She has powers. Let's get her blood. <laughs> Let's go get her. Yeah. <laughs> Piper blew up one of the Anubai to dust and then a second. They tackled the third for questioning. It laughed, saying that all the witches they captured are dead. Angered, Piper immediately blows the last Anubai to dust as well. So much for that power of three spell. Yeah, it says they can be vanquished with the power of three spell, and Piper just blew them all up. Like, all right, well. The Piper would never do that. (laughs) What? I mean, mean, she would, well, she would do that, but if she wanted to question a demon, she would never blow them up. I mean, I guess if there's nobody left to save, then I guess, why question? Why do you need to question them anymore? So right. chapter 10, 
The group leaves, informing police of the ritual space and the blood canisters. They're like, police, yeah, go check it out. This is where it's what's been happening. This is some crazy stuff. Tessa and Taryn are mourning after confirmation of their sister's death. Like, oh, man, okay, we must go home and cry some more. Let's put on our black outfits. And then (laughs) they're back at the campground now. And so Christian's like, he's like, wants to know exactly what happened. He's like, how did this make any sense? Like, how did you catch them? You know, what is going on? But Tessa called him out for being a jerk. She's like, just leave it be. Shut up. (laughs) And so Piper is ready to pack and go home because she's like, okay, we got the demons. Let's go home. We don't need to stay here any longer. But Phoebe and Paige convinced her to stay for the rededication ceremony. She's like, you really want to stay for that? Like, Phoebe's like, I wrote something that I spent a lot of time on and I want to hear it read. (laughs) And and Paige is like, yeah, I still want to like get... And roots with these witchy ways. I want to know, learn some stuff. Um, so they go to the ceremony, and Phoebe's piece about peace was read. <laughs> yeah, that was beautiful, Phoebe. Cool. Um, <laughs> and all the covens gathered for the Lord and Lady, the God and the Goddess type of things. And yeah, they're all like, yeah, honoring that. Yada, stuff. yada, yada. <laughs> <laughs> After the ceremony, Jasmine came up to the sisters and said that she does have powers too. She's like, you know what? What you guys did was cool, but you know, I have powers too. And uh, I'll show them to you when the time is right. And Paige got to chill out those words. She's like, what do you mean when the time is right? But is she, does she know something? Is she evil? Like, I don't know. She, she got a little nervous about that. So um, that, and then that night in the middle of sleep, Piper was gagged, tied and kidnapped. <laughs> so she's like, oh man. She, and she, she's like trying to get out. She's like, flips her hair out of her face and then she sees who her kidnappers are she's like <gasps> you and then she gets and then she knocks out and she gets goes black uh she sees nothingness so this is chapter 11 phoebe and Paige wake the next morning and notice piper is missing of course they are worried and Paige immediately suspects jasmine they rush to jasmine's tent and wake her abruptly phoebe and Paige demand she shows them her powers Jasmine takes them outside and admits that she doesn't have any powers. <laughs> she just wanted to look cool. She said, she's like, <laughs> Paige is now frustrated that they don't have any lead on how to find Piper. And back at their tent, Phoebe touched Piper's pillow and got a vision. She saw Piper bound and gagged in a room with a bunch of other witches in the same state and someone approaching her with a knife. They called for Leo and told them of Piper's danger. He was confused because he thought the threat had been vanquished. The three of them orb to Piper. Leo, Phoebe, and Paige arrive at a warehouse. And they see Christian, you know, that uh, high priest of the bro guy thing. Um, and he's looking sinister and he's taking in all the witches before him. So I'm like, oh, Christian is it? Oh my gosh, Christian mm-hmm. is it? Um, and then Phoebe recognized Keisha, the one that she talked about in the beginning of the book that could see through objects. She oh, yeah. She's like, oh my gosh, that's that witch. So she's not dead. Oh my gosh, what's happening? Um, and then all of a sudden, Piper was brought in as the final sacrificial member by two cloaked figures. So she is brought in, and then they, they, two of the people that brought her in took their place near the head of the ritual leader. So they go up front and they take off their hoods, and they are revealed to be Tessa and Taryn. <gasps> oh my god! Oh my yes. god! Like <laughs> you girls, you tricked me. Um, the ritual leader then vowed their ascension. And we learned that this is Tina. This is the sister that they said was killed all this time. And this is like the leader of the group. She's the youngest sister. And she's like, ah, ha, ha, ha. The three, the three T's, the evil power of three, whatever. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> and Tina abruptly locked eyes with Phoebe. She's like, 
I see you, Phoebe. <laughs> They've been spotted. Um, she's like, get them. I thought of um, the shapeshifters. <laughs> Kill them. <laughs> but This um, is what you get when two people do a podcast who both do theater. It's, yes. uh, it's awful. But, yeah. oh, well, you continue. <laughs> uh, so Christian and his bro come and attack them. And they do all this fighting. Martial arts and orb. people are orbing everywhere. Leo's kind of helping out when he can. So it's like a crazy mess of a fight, but it's it's fun. It's exciting. Leo then untied Piper, and then the two of them start untying the other one. So it's like, okay, you know, the, while Phoebe and Paige are fighting, these guys it's, it's secretly do this stuff. Um, <laughs> and just then Paige was flung off of her feet with a heavy blow by Tina, knocking the wind out of her. With a flick of her, of her wrist, she flung Leo as well. She's just like, get out of my way. <laughs> now go away. Yes. <laughs> Be gone. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then Phoebe was held by an invisible presence. So she's like, has, her arms are being held, and she's like, "What's going on?" And then she got punched in the face. Uh, and we learned that Tessa can turn invisible. The bitch. The bitch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then we see that Terry can fly. So she's like floating along. I know they had a little bit of a uh, Phoebe ended up floating a little bit to get her to, but the flying didn't happen so much. It was just kind of random. She's just flying around trying to fight and didn't work so much in this book. Um, <laughs> then the three T's, the evil T's, plan to take the charmed one's place and make humanity bow. So they want to kill the charmed ones, take the powers, and become the new charmed ones. And we're going to, you know, we're not going to do any of, this, any of the saving the innocent stuff, though. We're just going to take over the underworld, maybe. And, you know. Yeah, sure. So, cool. Tessa had grabbed Piper's hands behind her back and held her. So she's like, okay, I got you. You can't get away, Piper. We're going to kill you now. Uh, so Tina got the knife and loomed up her Piper. She's like, you're stuck. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to get your power. <laughs> but then Piper mustered her strength. She's like, it kind of shifted all her weight behind her and it kind of landed up, did a flip over Tessa. She's like, no! And it like flips over her and like gets, gets free of her. Um, and then the three T's start to recite a spell on them. And then in an instant, Piper blew up the three evil witches. <laughs> it was so like... That's it. That's it. That's all you got. That's it. Yeah. I was like, there's more coming. But okay, people, that was chapter 12. (laughs) Yeah. So we do a spell that was ineffective, I guess, because they didn't finish the spell. She's like, no, whatever, stop. And she blows, she just blows them up. All three and one below. God's sakes. Oh wow. (laughs) How how anticlimactic. But yeah, lovely. That's that's the big bad for you. (laughs) Chapter 13. Chapter 13, the final chapter. So all the victims were saved. <laughs> Christian was arrested, but they questioned him first. Christian says Craig and Tina used to go out and that they'd be rewarded if they helped her. The Anubai kidnapping and Wiccan kidnapping were unrelated. It's why Craig's death and clues were different. The police tend to the aftermath. Piper announces there will be no family vacations for a while. The end. The end. <laughs> So overall thoughts, opinions? Well, at first, like before uh, we went to uh, like Piper blows them up in like a second. I was like, I could see, I could totally see this being an episode if they, if they actually did it right. Although I don't see them going to Las Vegas or whatever, but I could, I could see the story, the story works for an episode. Yeah, it does. It does kind of give you that that same kind of sense of mystery and, and stuff. Because the sisters had powers, I was thinking that it could be assumed that they stole powers from other witches. So maybe they murdered three, three people already, at least. 
and stole their powers. I don't know if they were actually magical witches at first. I think they probably stole power, people's powers and then want to get more. But then why were they just holding, I, holding the others captive? If they killed people already, why do they have this whole group of 16 people just sitting there and being held? Yeah. I do get a little bit of uh, the power of three blondes vibes mm-hmm. from this episode. Yes. Because, yeah, there were blonde girls as well. There were blonde girls. Yeah. Two books ago, Dark Vengeance, which was very similar. There was a power of three blondes thing, but it was a much better story and much better executed. <laughs> so I like that right. one better. But I absolutely love that episode. Yes. It's oh, yes. Brilliant. I, I love it. It's so, really good. Yeah. This book had some pretty exciting action scenes for the most part, except for the just concluding them real quick with the blowing up. Before we get to the blowing up part, there are they are fun to watch and see yeah. and, and read about the fighting and stuff. I did like that. Um, and the mystery initially gave me some intrigue. You know, I was kind of curious, but by the middle of the book, I was kind of bored with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't think like a lot of the character interactions were that interesting. No, I think that's what made it also hard for me to get through the entire book. I mean, it's not just a translation that the translation is just that bad, but it's just, it's it's not interesting enough yeah. to keep reading. It's right. not like after you read the first chapter, you're like, and now I want to read more. And I think no. that's what a, what a book needs to have, whether it's a chart book or Harry Potter or I don't care. If you read the first chapter, you should have that feeling that you want to keep reading. It's like right. a pilot episode. Right. You know, a pilot episode should make you want to watch the rest of the series. If that doesn't happen, you have a bad pilot episode. Yeah. I, this book was very dull. Everything was just kind of there. I didn't, I mean, character interactions were gen- generic and plot points didn't particularly hold my interest. And um, I did have trouble like really liking this book. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because I think they had had good bones in there. There was interesting things, but it just it wasn't it wasn't really full, fully fleshed out like I wanted it to be. Um, right. Amen to that. Yes. Uh, while seeing male witches was refreshing because there were some male witches in this. I feel like all the witches portrayed in this were nothing but stereotypes. Like every witch, <laughs> maybe with the exception of the the t- three T's, there was just kind of normal blonde girls, but everyone else was just kind of like fulfilling a trope. So I was a little mm-hmm. bothered by that. It is typical of Charmed to think that they are better than other witch practitioners. That was pretty constant throughout the show. Because <laughs> um, they were, you know, always like, we're the charmed ones. They always kind of had that mentality. But, um, and it is pretty arrogant to think that they don't have more to learn. Um, and in the series, most often when they showed witch practitioners, they were either portrayed as like fools or stereotypes or were just killed off. They're always, <laughs> so mm. I think of like Aviva. She was like that teenage girl, goth girl stereotype. Marcy Steadwell was just like, very hippie. Okay, but Marcy Stetwell was annoying as fuck. They portrayed her as this way. They're, yeah. they're portraying them as like really crazy people. Um, G- the closest one we had to like a good witch practitioner was like Jana from season three. Do you remember her? Oh yeah, yeah. With yeah. the with the amulet. With the amulet. Yeah, yeah. So she she was actually a really well liked character. She was she was teaching the girls stuff you know about wicca that they that could be beneficial to them and but then they they of course go and kill her off you know so of course. Yeah. uh and we did have susan coleman from blackest coal was another one that was pretty good but um and she survived but just just bland and then yeah and then we had the one in um charmed but she died as well <laughs> so the, oh the, yeah the, the one that, that uh, yeah turns old yeah who, who turned page. old yeah before yeah. page yeah so yeah. So those are some of which examples I see, but um, most of them were just 
not what you would want in representation. <laughs> yeah, but don't you think nowadays, like in this day of age, we are more busy with representation? Like, oh yeah, like everyone wants to be represented in TV shows, music True. videos, movies. It's everywhere. So. Isn't it that it's because of that that you notice these things, or Maybe. would you have noticed it if it if that wasn't the case? Right. I mean, I think at the time I was, I wouldn't have thought much about it because I was like thirteen, fourteen, reading these books. Um, but we're in a new age where everyone is very hypersensitive, and and yeah. you know, so and and maybe that is part of it. Maybe it is my uh, enlightened state and the way of the world today that makes me think about it more. But um, yeah, and I do know they were pretty elitist in the show. Um, and even though they were, I didn't think, think it was as offensively blatant as it was in this book. It was definitely more hyped up in this book. So I, I didn't, I think it was just yeah. really. It's it's like people see things that aren't there. Like, I, I don't, I don't want to hurt anyone who, you know, has those feelings. But there are also comments uh, right now about Charm that it's homophobic, which I. On the other hand, I get. On the other hand, I don't get. Because at the top of my head, you have season eight, where uh, Still Charmed and Kinkin, where Piper and Phoebe uh, went shopping and they bought shoes. And that Phoebe goes to Piper like he was flirting with you, uh, blah, 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 blah. And then Piper goes, well, he's a salesman in a women's shoe store. What are the chances he's not gay? Mm -hmm. That's a stereotype. I don't care. Yeah. There are people who do. That is like, you know, what we are talking about. It's yeah, the it's... representation, which is in a bad way, if you will, in that episode, which makes people hurt. And I just find it bullcrap. <laughs> it's, it's, you know what I mean? It's a fine line because you have to look at things like, even if something is, you know, matter of factly offensive, it's doesn't necessarily mean it has to be. Um, because you have there are you have there are things that you should have the ability to forgive and it's it, it sounds bad because you know you don't want to for, condone those things but it's also like when are we too sensitive when are we too woke you know uh so it is it's a tricky line i think and i don't know the correct answer for it because i think at the moment we are too awake mm -hmm. like we are um like racism and um uh, how uh, gay people whether it are men or women or trans people it that doesn't matter are treated at the moment it's 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 it is worse than it was before even i can see that but it's not all bad like right. friends isn't a homophobic tv show right yes they have homophobic uh, jokes, but which show doesn't? Yeah, from the nineties. It's not yeah. that all the shows from the nineties are homophobic or whatsoever. It's just there. Yes, you can still enjoy things even with their problems because you know sure. some sometimes those shows they're not directly setting out to you know go after these hurt people. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're not going after. They're just they're just kind of taking advantage of a situation or a known. A known stereotype to find humor and make something out of it. We have to learn to let things go every once in a while. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
for sure. Um, but yeah, this book definitely has problems with it. <laughs> that being said, oh yeah, uh, because it, it considers witches without powers in this book to not be real witches, which is a little bit sad considering that they were supposed to be going there to dis- to discover real life individuals and be inspired by those practices. That's that's what they set out to do, and then they but they won't even have the open mindedness to consider it. <laughs> Except yeah. for except for Paige, but um, except for Paige. So yeah. I was I was quite bothered by that because I thought that was a little disrespectful. But but it's also maybe my current brain put that in my canonical hat. Canonical. I I don't really get where they are in season four because it's definitely season four. At the beginning of the book, it says that um, it even says so on the back of the book that Paige needs to learn how to be with her sisters and that she's new with her sisters blah 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 but it's been if it is like after Phoebe and Cole got married or before because you're they are still engaged you know by now I mean (laughs) yeah so but that's what I don't get with all the books though the the ones I've read that it's also always the first chapter comes back to when they lost proof (laughs) well which makes it kind of annoying to to keep reading because yes, we know already, especially <laughs> if you've seen the show and then read the books, you're like, yeah, okay. I know. Mm-hmm. And that first chapter, because even with the proof books, the first chapter in all the proof books referred back to the very first episode. Here, we, we are witches. We cut our powers. And it's because they have to, they have to do that for people who may not know the show, who are just happy to pick up this book. They have to give them the backstory. And so, but it is annoying for people who are, crazy fans like you and me who are <laughs> read that they're like i know i know but we have to muddle through that first chapter for sure and things like that um yeah the biggest issue was phoebe working the bay mirror and still being engaged to cole because the time doesn't time out that way because pages are orbiting around all over the place i'm inclined to believe that this takes place after the three pieces of phoebe but still you know it has to be much later if that was the case too <laughs> so she's not that yeah, proficient yet phoebe gets married in merry go round which mm-hmm. is episode so 15, 15. The three phases of Phoebe is episode 14. Correct. And 16 is the fifth alley wheel. Mm-hmm. Basically, between 16 and 17, this book should take place. But it doesn't. Doesn't. <laughs> because, yeah, weird. It's weird. But so, and it's funny. I read the notes on the author. The note the author says, she never misses an episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, all right. Oh, well. So, uh, yeah. And this at the time this book has been coming out, we're we're already in season five. Because they take about a year. Yeah. So season five is airing right now. Piper mentions her potions test that she gave Paige. She's like, don't you remember the potions test I gave you? I don't remember the context of it. I, I did yeah. like that that was mentioned and that was funny. Yeah. Um oh, here's something that I thought was interesting. Because Samson, this is something so minor, but I thought about it. Samson has the power of aura manipulation and could cleanse auras. So I'm like, you know what? There is a spell in the book of shadows to do this. Because Richard cast it and used karma. Yeah. And then they go to Vegas where they gamble. And I'm like, hey, Paige and Piper gambled and Lucky Charmed. I just watched that episode before we recorded. So, so I was like, okay, so there's a connection. Yeah, so there's yeah. a connection there, which is kind of cool. In Charmed, the Avatar Vanquishing Potion was created by Anubis. So when the Avatars tried to create the Utopia back in ancient Egypt times, they the Anubis created the Vanquishing Potion for them because he yes. knew that wasn't right. They made these like little drawings these hieroglyphic drawings that described it and that's what zanku was doing to try to recreate the potion um so i think that's kind of interesting to note 
So I'm like, okay, so there's another connection to Anubis in this book. I, I looked up the book uh, to, to read the English. Uh, so then I, I, I read and then it, it, the tumbleweed thing was in Los Angeles, which I thought was funny. All right, well, now we're going to get into rhyme time. Should we try a spell? Why not? Let's try a spell. In the wind, I send this rhyme. Bring death before me, before my time. You've really got to lay off the rhyming through. Wonderful, witty, but wordy. I did the rhyme. I will do the time. Good night. There's only two spells in this book. There's two spells. Protection circle spell. Place one crystal in each direction around the intended space, then chant the following. Through this circle, the charmed ones cast. Let no one beyond our trust pass. Yeah. Yeah, baby. <laughs> it's just eh. <laughs> it's just eh. Yeah, I mean it's not it's not bad. It's just it's not. Great. I kind of have that uh, in the circle that is home. Safety's gone and evil's, evil's wrong. wrong. Right all beings from, from these walls. walls. Let us sit and see Yeah, that's of course we both know it. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, when I saw it through the circle, I'd like oh yeah yeah. It's it's it does have a so similar kind of feel that. Through this circle, the charmed ones cast, yes, but no let one no one beyond, beyond our trust pass. I mean, the rhyme is good. The rhyme is there. It's just. But didn't Phoebe like tell Prue one time to you really need to go let the rhyming go, Prue? You really have to have the rhyming, Prue. Yeah, that was. Uh, <laughs> I think that was. Oh, that was in Once Upon a Time when she created, she mixed the spells together so that she could um, cultivate innocence. Yes. That's, that's when she did that. And then she's like, Enchanted are our newfound eyes. And then. You really have to have the rhyming proof. Uh, cool. So the next one is called fake voodoo spell. And see, that's another thing. As a voodoo spell, you're you're automatically calling these people fake who are doing the spell. Horrible. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, it says a strand of target the target's hair wrapped around a voodoo doll's neck. With my word, this doll becomes my instrument. Give me the power to work my magic on she whose hair here lies. After the chant, place the finger on the doll. <laughs> but there's no. There's, there's, no, no there's no there's no rhyme. It's just a statement. That's <sighs> weird. It's wordy. It's awkward. We don't like the spells. They're not fun. Okay. Why isn't the spell from the back actually in the book? They almost never are. They just it's just something they use to promote it. But generally, I really enjoy the spells on the back much more than the spells in the book. I'm finding yeah. so. I, I guess it's supposed to be kind of like a, a spell to introduce you to the topics and the themes of the book that will be coming up. The only book I remember where that, well, there's Power of Three. The first book has that in the, yeah. they, they use that one. But then in Dark Vengeance, the spell in the back of the book was practically word for word in the book. So oh, that that's cool. Yeah. But that's the only okay. one so far. Next is Best Baddie. Best Baddie. <laughs> I'm just going to jump right to it. There might both of them are in my bottom place. <laughs> That's okay. I think I have the Anubi above the Tessa Tarantina, the three T's. It's because the three T's weren't really introduced to the end of the book and they didn't do much. I don't, they're just girls. They weren't interesting to me. At least the Anubi were like, they looked like Anubis and, you know, they had like this cool little blood thing. So they were, they were a little bit more interesting to me. It's not the greatest, but they're still more interesting than the other group in this book yeah. <laughs> so, um, but both of them are at the bottom for me now we're gonna do a quiz together we're gonna do a grimoire oh. games what is this some kind of game grimoire games some people think this is entertainment 
the Wiccan basics quiz. So for fuck's sake. Okay. <laughs> well, see, it. I uh I'm not a Wiccan. I'm not a I'm not necessarily a witch. Neither I am ha- I. I have dabbled in it. Um and I have read about it. So I might know a little bit more than you. Because this book doesn't really give actual Wiccans and witchcraft and magical practices a fair shot. I'm gonna give them a better idea of what it is and, and not be in this whole stereotype world that this book was in. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um are you ready? I am ready, yes. Okay. So the first question is, a group of Wiccans or witches is known as a what? A coven, a cult, a monde, a set. Well, we know this one. Coven. Coven. Yes. Uh, Correct. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) True or false, a Wiccan might recognize Celtic or Egyptian gods as well as the god and the goddess. True. I would say true. I say true, yes. True. Correct. Oh, Isis is once this Jedi, an Egyptian goddess with powerful magic and control over fate, which we saw in Charmed. That's cool. Oh, yeah. So, like, the four corners correspond to what four things? Animals. Oh, that's. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Okay, you want to show options or do you want to answer? I know. I wanted to say water, earth, fire, and wood. Yeah. Yeah. Elements. Elements is an option. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Elements. <laughs> so, earth, water, fire, and air. Those are the four. Um, yeah. Wood is actually a Chinese element. So, oh. so like in Charmed, when they do the because they do the pentagram, the five elements. Yeah, that's in the Woogie in the house. Is there Woogie in the house? Yes, 115. Yeah. Um those those were actually those weren't Wiccan elements. They're using the Chinese elements, which is kind of a fun mm. little thing to note because <laughs> that's fun. I didn't yeah. know that. Yes. If Wiccans do five, they usually have one to be like um spirit or self, if I remember oh, yeah. correctly. So, but yeah, with which of these is the goddess associated? The earth, fertility, the moon, all of these. But maybe it's all of these. Let's say earth. Oh, let's go with all of these. But I I think it's earth. Okay. Correct. Wicca can be seen as a subset of what religious tradition? Agnosticism, animism, atheism, neo-paganism. It's neo-paganism that's neo-paganism i think because it's all the new the new age yes neo-paganism is the broad umbrella term for faith traditions that are inspired by or attempt to reconstruct indigenous and often polytheistic faiths ah cool i've never heard of it but oh well oh yeah it's a word that's used quite a bit here and especially if you've read like any kind of articles or intellectual writings about witchcraft it's always going to be in there in wicca One's intentions and actions are said to rebound on a person in what way? Threefold, sevenfold, in the next life, once in this life and once in the next. I think it's threefold. Threefold for sure. Yeah. Which is what I remember from the craft. The craft. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if you cast a spell for whatever reason, you should be prepared for its effects to come back times three. What is divination? Being ordained as a priestess or priest? Seeing something hidden from you? Moving objects with your mind, using animals to carry messages. I go with the second one. It's seeing something hitting from you. Yes, that's, that has to yeah. be it. Um, see, divination refers to seeing the future, but this is not always the case. Sometimes it can be mean seeing something happening in a remote location or something that happened long in the past and so on. Or you, you can even use, you know, divination on yourself to find, you know, your own consciousness what is the term for a male wiccan <laughs> warlock mage wizard it's just wiccan <laughs> yeah 
Just Wiccan for sure. Yeah. Just Wiccan. Yeah. You can, or you can say witch, witch, male witch, witch. It's still a witch. Yeah. Um, but then again, Wiccans and witches are two different things, really. You can be a witch and not be a Wiccan. So, oh, yeah, of course. Samhain is the Wiccan word for witch holiday. Have you heard this word before? Nope. It's spelled like Samhain, but... But they probably have a different word in Dutch, but okay, I wouldn't know. So yeah. I have absolutely no idea. Yeah, it's pronounced Samhain, um, and it's, it's often... probably Halloween. Halloween, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> like, but we don't celebrate Halloween. Oh, you don't? Nope, we don't. Oh, interesting. I mean, it's 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 like coming, like the last. Is there an, is there another three, holiday that's four similar? Years? No, not at all. Oh wow. <laughs> no, like, uh, so it's like been the last three four years. There are like parties everywhere. I mean, there are like Halloween parties where people can dress up, but it's not like we can, uh, like we go, uh through houses you know that's yeah. that's not what we do right so yeah and so yeah this is you know it's like the time when the veil is the thinnest you know and the night when spirits can visit the realm of the living it's all that you know it's very day of the dead as well yeah. uh, in mexican culture um so i but i always identify i always like I, I identify more with day of the dead than i do with like halloween but that's i just yeah. like halloween because i can watch scary moves and i can watch hocus pocus and you can dress like a slut Nobody will, no one will I don't need. It. I don't need Halloween for that. That's 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 true. I mean, that's like that's like my everyday. I mean, have you seen my Instagram? I mean, yeah. Uh, yes. I <laughs> what kind of ritual is hand fasting? Yeah, marriage. Yeah, what's cool is about hand fasting is um they bind they say for as long as love exists. So there's no need to ever get a divorce or anything like that. It's it's binding for your love. It's more of a uh, energetic binding. Oh. Versus, you know, a legal thing, which is really kind of cool. I find it cool, yeah. Yeah. What does the term skyclad refer to? Okay, say it again. Skyclad. What does that mean? Okay, I'll give you the options and see if you can guess from there. Because I know the answer. Being naked, being asleep, wearing blue, wearing white. It's probably the first one. Being naked, yeah. Which figures why you know it. I mean, (laughs) definitely. You're wearing clothes right now. For people who are like, what? But he's wearing clothes right now, people. This is one of the most charming terms from Wicca. The idea that being naked is literally wearing the sky, sky clad. Ah, I got it. Um, ah, yeah. Be sure to work out your body image th- issues, though, before joining a coven that prefers sky clad rituals. <laughs> the practice of black magic is sometimes called what? Crowley's Way, Black Hat Wicca, the Left Hand Path, the Right Hand Path. Mm, the second one black hat wicca i was thinking the left hand pass but i don't know that could be it as well i'm left-handed well, that's probably why we'll, we'll, one? we'll go with yours okay yeah it's right left hand pass <laughs> the, the term comes to us from the days when left-handed people were seen as dangerous possibly having magic powers oh i'm left-handed i must be having magic powers mm. I, I guess so <laughs> <laughs> that's funny um is cursing or hexing forbidden in Wicca? Yes, it's one of the few universal rules. No, not necessarily. Uh, no, not necessarily. Yeah, no, no I was going to say that too. Many Wiccan traditions believe in the law of threefold return in which one's actions return times three. But some Wiccans also believe strongly in magical self-defense or hexes as a way to balance the scales and bring about justice to each of their own. Pretty, very solid point. Good to note. The fundamental rule in Wicca any harm none do what ye will is often called what 
Oh, I know this one. Uh, the Golden Rule, the First Principle, the Wiccan Read, the Yardstick. The Wiccan Read. Wiccan Read, yeah. What is a dumb supper? Dumb supper. A meal held in silence. A meal of only cold food. Foods offered to the spirits of the dead. A term for fasting. I have no idea what this one is. I'd say a term for fasting. Term for fasting. No, it's food offered to the spirits of the dead. Why? Oh, uh, oh well. Well, you know, they do they do it a lot in, um, you know, the Afrendas in Mexican Day of the Dead culture, too. Um, though the food remains untouched in the literal sense, the spirits of the dead are thought to be nourished by this act of kindness and remembrance. Okay. So, uh, which of these is the name for the land of the dead? Oh, okay. Elusia, Kublakan, <laughs> Shoal, Summerland. I think it's Summerland. I believe if, from the books I've read in the past, Wicca, I believe Summerland okay. was. Okay, we'll go with Summerland. Okay. In California, Summerland is it's correct. Uh, it's a small town near Santa Barbara where a million dollars will buy you a falling down check. But in Wicca, Summerland is where the souls of the dead go for a time to recover before returning to Earth in a new body. Oh, that's so cool. cool. Yeah. How many more questions? Oh, that's quite, why is there so many? There's so many. <laughs> There's a lot. I'll do one more. Oh, here, I'll do this one because it's yeah. charm related. All right. What's another name for a book of spells? A book of shadows, a grimoire, a reticule, both a book of shadows and a grimoire. Uh, uh, both. Yeah, both. I'm going to say yeah. both. Correct. Okay. Yes. Yes. And there are a lot more questions that we're not going to go to because this, this is a long ass quiz. But there you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so cool. I was like, wow. But I think we did pretty good. We only got a few of those wrong. Yeah. So, I, I knew more than I thought I would. Yeah, we did good. Yes. Um, so we'll do the last thing as a tip for future white letters. I was out being a force of good in the universe. What is the moral of today's story or this book or the lesson we learned from today's podcast? <laughs> well, uh, the thing we've learned from this podcast is that the translation in Dutch is horrible. Be Be aware if you're reading these books in other countries that there might be crazy craziness. It's just... <laughs> weird and that not everything is the same like yeah. you know like for example the the punchline on the on the cover that 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 obviously uh, is different per country my moral i guess having an elitist outlook is outrageously narrow-minded uh, because it can cut you off from opportunities to learn grow or cooperate it is possible to disagree with someone without being disrespectful or condescending or completely dismissive that being said um, you should also learn when to let things go and and when, you know, things are directly trying to attack you and when they're, you know, just being there. <laughs> I think it's just it's hard. There's, there's also there's just so much hate in yeah. the world already. Yeah. Why should we make such big deals yeah. out of yes. stuff which isn't? yeah don't a big deal don't yeah don't i mean i guess there's an argument that people want to be aware and they want to be represented and they want to be noticed that's the main key which but... which which i get yes but it's not like, like look i don't feel <laughs> less of a gay person because at the the biggest daytime soap over here there isn't a gay character <laughs> yeah. anymore yeah. it doesn't make me less of a gay uh man mm -hmm. and you know I... it's not something i i need but i mm -hmm. can understand yeah. that with the younger 
uh, generation with social media, it's maybe even harder to come out than it was for us. Uh, it was still hard for us to come out, yeah. but with social media, it's even more hard because there are, you know, those anonymous, you know, those bots, those trolls, you know, <laughs> look at Alyssa, how many uh, trolls she gets every yeah, day. I know. So, yeah. I yeah. think a good rule of thumb is to, Learn to laugh at yourself and not take things so yeah. seriously. Isn't it that if you accept yourself, so if I like I and you as well, mm -hmm. we accepted ourselves. So what does it really matter yeah. what other people think? Mm -hmm. It's a sense and of maturity. Do, yeah. Also like, do you, maturity. Yeah. Do I need other people's opinions? No, because I don't care. Right. If you know who you if are, you know who you are, and you are happy with yourself, then live your life you know yeah like what why do you care what other people think yes all right so now that's the end we reached the end where can the people find you they can find me on twitter uh with uh tomstar with a double r at the end and it's the tcv on instagram okay and the, your podcast my podcast is The Charm Podcast, and you can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, The Anchor app, and on Google Podcasts. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Yes. Right. Well, and you can find Kevin on my podcast. Yeah. We shared. Sunday. We shared. Yes. We shared some podcasts, cross-podcasting. And we will do it more. <laughs> oh, yes. It's, it's not over yet. <laughs> we will do more. You're not the... No, there's more of us. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on and we will do more. Yes. Yes. Uh, Thank you for having me. It was oh, you're, fun. You're welcome. Follow this podcast at Words of the Witches on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. And you can go find my other podcast, Hanging with the Hallowells with my friend Sean, where we go over seasons six through eight. All right. Well, yes. goodbye, everybody. We'll see you uh, next one more episode this month. And uh, your destiny still awaits. Oh. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>